0: And what episode are we on? 215. 215. That's where we're at. 215. I'm your host, and I want to remind you that if you need an MC or speaker for your next event, special occasion, corporate function, or a birthday party, you can definitely reach out to me. I'm hysterical. You listen to me week by week at hello at com. I'm here to serve you and to make your next event be a success. Also, if you're a business and you're looking for consulting services regarding on how to make impactful events, how to make an online presence or build a brand, or just general consulting in an area that you feel I have an expertise, please feel free to reach out to me at hello at advice from I want to help you become your better self this 2024. Now, we're going to stop right now and talk about settling for toxic. Okay. We are not about this life right now. I can go in on this subject and I probably will, but I'm going to go right into the juggler, which is settling for less than what we deserve. Where does this come from? Why do we do this? I've had multiple conversations with a lot of my girlfriends and we have literally, the outcome is you don't know until you don't know. So how do you know you deserve better if you've never had better? So we end up settling for these mini school toxic, bad situations, and we don't know how to get out for them. I'm going to be a prime example of it. I've always used myself as examples, and I always talk about my lived experience. I'm never out here talking about anybody else's lived experience except for my own. (laughs) Unless I have a guest and they want to share. So growing up, I was taught to be humble oh, don't ask for too much. Always be grateful for what you have. Don't let anybody, you know, spoil you. Don't let anybody give you things because when somebody gives you something, they want something in return. I was very much from that generation. Like if I had a friend lend me her pencil crayons, my mom would make me go give it back to her and say, why did you take those pencil crayons? You have your own at home. This is what I've been conditioned to believe. This is what I've been conditioned to feel. So, As you grow up into your teenage years, you start meeting different people from different walks of life and different upbringings in yourself and you accept less, far less than what you actually deserve because you don't want to be a bother. I don't want to be a bother. I hate asking for help. I'm working on accepting help and I'm working on like just receiving things that come my way. If somebody wants to buy me a drink, if a friend wants to buy me a gift, if they want to take me somewhere, I'm. I'm trying to condition myself to say yes because I do deserve the nice things and not feel like I instantly have to give you something back. However, when it comes to example work, we're going to go into we're going to go into to the professional side of things first. Then we'll dive into personal. When you're negotiating a contract, when you are either negotiating a you know something for your business, you're getting a new client, if you're in the corporate world, the first number that they give you, you never take I've been somebody that would take the first number because I was going, my God, this is what they offer me. This is what they can afford. And then I find out that somebody else in the room is making is doing twice as more. Or somebody else in the corporation with a less title is making more than me because I would take the first thing that they offered me. No. Do your research. What is market value for what it is that you want? For example, let's say you want to be a manager or a business owner providing a service a person or providing a service go do your research what are the other people in your industry charging for that service right what's the bar what's the bar right is it a dollar let's say we're all selling donuts and industry standard is a dollar now a dollar for basic donuts we're not talking about the sprinkles we're not talking about the glaze we're not talking about the design we're just talking old-fashioned glazed donuts they're a dollar Now, you look at the ingredients that you need to make that takes for you to make this donut, the time that it takes you to make this donut, and the utilities that you're using to make these donuts, plus all the promotional time that you're doing and the interaction with the client. Now, you see that every other donut shop in the city is charging a dollar. So, okay, this is market value. This is what it is. I'm going to charge a dollar because this is what my peers are charging. Now, let's say somebody comes and says, well, I want a donut with sprinkles. And the sprinkles that you make are special sprinkles, because they come from X country, and they're only processed twice a year. And you have this small little case of small little shaker of sprinkles. And no other supplier, no other business has these sprinkles, but you. Now we take the dollar donut, and now we're going to charge five. Why? Because $4 is what Those sprinkles are worth to you. This is the hassle that you went through to find that secret supplier, to get it into your shop, to create it for the box that it came in for your time. Okay. So now we're at $5 per donut because now this is like a gourmet donut. And somebody wants half a dozen and they're five, right? So, okay, half a dozen. I'm still charging $5 for each donut. Now, if they want a dozen, it's cheaper by the dozen. I'm going to knock down 25 cents, right? So now they are seventy five per donut. But now I'm, I'm doing 12. So it's worth my while. I'm using that example of donuts, but you can apply that to your industry or anything that you're in. What is market value? What are your peers charging? Now, if it's just a base value with basic services, like this is my plain glazed donut. You ain't getting nothing else. This is what it is. It comes in a box. Here you go. Thank you so much. That's what we're charging now. If they want upgrades, if they want the sprinkles, if they want the nice box, if they want them individually wrapped with somebody's name on it in the bow, if they want it delivered far, if they want it delivered close, do they want us to place it on top of the table? Are we going to hand it to somebody? Is this something that's going to go in a in a gift bag? Do we need to bring business cards? Is this going to be in an event? Is this going to be a repeat business? Now, if you're buying. 12 donuts from me every month for the next six months, I'm gonna cut your deal. Because now you're now I know this is business that's coming in. Revenue business, that's for sure, you know, God willing. So I'm gonna cut your deal. If we took this scenario and we flipped it because we don't feel like we deserve things, we're gonna take those dollar donuts and make it 50 cents. Because we don't feel like we deserve a dollar because you know, tater tots donuts down the street is a dollar and they've been in business five years longer than I have. So in order for me to get more business, I'm going to undercut them so then they can come to me. But I'm working just as hard as tiny donuts is down the street and I'm getting more volume. So I'm really downing myself and wasting my my energy doing something far less than what it's worth. For what? Because you don't think you, bo- you deserve a dollar. Now, this is a very plain explanation. And I know it can be applied to many scenarios, but I'm trying to give it to you. So in lamest terms, without kind of revealing more information that I can't give about pricing and things like that. Now you have somebody that comes into the scene and says, well, my time is my time and I've established myself making milkshakes, but now I want to make donuts. So in order for me to raise the bar, and I see that Timmy Tots Donuts is a dollar And Hannah Donuts are 50 cents. So I'm going to come up in here and I'm charging two. Why? Because I bring the experience that I have with the milkshakes. So I know now I can sell milkshakes and I can sell donuts together in one shop. So I'm going to get the people who are coming in for my milkshakes. They're going to see these cute little donuts. They're going to buy them because they're cute and they're harmless. And I'm going to make a package out of them. See where I'm at now. So if you don't feel like you deserve the packaged milkshake with the donuts, who's going to buy them from you? Who's going to think that you are worthy of that? So I'm here to tell you, you are worthy of everything. The toxic situations that we were in that were worth 50 cents were there to teach us for us to learn that there's other people selling $2 donuts and doing fantastic at it and working less than you, by the way, because they have the clientele that can afford the $2 donuts, and they may not be everybody, but in one hour, they sold one donut. Sorry, in 30 minutes, they sold one donut that cost them two hours. It took you an hour to make $2. So now you're saving time, right? You're weaning through the client that's not your client, and you're getting to the right client that's going to pay you for what you want. This isn't business. This is business one-on-one. Now we're going to slip into the personal lives with relationships. Toxic relationships. We've all been in them. I, shoot, I should be like the queen of them at this point. I should, (laughs) I'm going to write a novel. (laughs) There'll be a few chapters of my book in life about the toxic relationships. Because I come out of something that I was in for a very long time and I wasn't treated right. I wasn't spoiled. I wasn't given the best. I wasn't somebody that was, you know, the queen of the world, the queen of the universe. And I would see that because I would see this is the one of the only times that I've ever compared myself to anybody because it was in a sense of like, wow, I really am getting less out here than everybody else. I'll give you an example. I was on stage once and I was with a dear friend of mine. I, I tell this story often. I just, I don't say the names and her husband comes long time. You know, they've been together for years and her speaking is something that she's always done and he's always supported. Now, when we both get off stage, he says, oh, congratulations. You're doing such a good job. You know, I love this. You did great on stage. And he gives her flowers. Never in my life had I ever received flowers after any sort of performance that I've done. And he gives her flowers. And he's like, oh, I want to take you out for dinner to celebrate you. I'm sitting there like, what? You get celebrated? Wow, that's so cool. Not in a jealousy form. I'm just like, wow, really? Really? because I go home and I cook and I go home and I clean and I go home and I do dishes. I never get celebrated by who I'm with. So he proceeds. I didn't say that obviously right in the moment, but I guess he must've noticed. And he invited me as well. He's like, Oh Hannah, you were on stage 2 You're fantastic. You should come out with us. I said, Oh no, it's okay. You know, I know it's time for two. And he's like, no, 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 please. I insist. Please be our guest. I said, okay, that's great. Thank you so much. I had never, that was the first time, I was ever celebrated for being on stage by a colleague's husband, which is incredible. Like, now that I look back at it, I'm like, wow, Hannah, you were really in an environment that wasn't for you because you were accepting the bare minimum. I didn't feel like I needed to be celebrated, that what I was doing wasn't special. And that same goes to you and your relationship. whatever it is. And that doesn't have to be something special like going on stage. It could just be something simple like surviving the week or coming home on time and making dinner or making sure that everybody leaves on time from the household or or folding laundry. It could be anything mini, but it's celebrated in some way, shape, or form, or it's praised, or it's thanked by who you're with. So we allow the bare minimum. We allow that kind of treatment from people because we don't expect it from ourselves. We don't expect the high treatments from ourselves because we are at a low vibration, right? We don't think that we deserve the best. And this is has a lot to do in the environment that you're in, whether it's in your business or in your personal life, you have to be around people that do the best and that are taking care of themselves and that are going out and that are celebrating their wins and that are celebrating their losses and that are being transparent with you when they're not in a good state of mind and sharing that as a friend. And so you're there to support them. These are the type of environments I want you, my fellow listener, to be in because this is where I'm at right now in my life. I've come to a place now that what I do is celebrated, it, whether it's by somebody else or my family or friends or me. I always celebrate every win now because it's not easy to do the things. I gotta cheer for myself sometimes because that's that's what it is. But moving forward, whoever comes into my life has to acknowledge and cheer for what I do because I'm a cheerleader for everybody else. So I need that done back to me. Today, for example, well now by the time you listen to this a few weeks ago. I saw somebody's page who was fantastic on Instagram and I could tell they just started and I sent them a voice note. You know, if you've been, you know, rocking with me for a minute, I don't send voice notes after the first interaction. I think they're a little much. However, this page got me so excited that I sent her a voice note. I'm like, wow, congratulations. I think your page is fantastic. I can't wait to see what you do. I feel like you're walking your right path and you're doing things that make you happy. She responded back to me. She's like, wow, I've never been given so much encouragement by somebody who doesn't even know me. Well, there we go. That's the type of energy you need to be around. Encouragement, good vibes, high vibrations. We can't be here sitting, getting the bare minimum in our personal lives or in our professional lives anymore because you're, because you're doing yourself a disservice by accepting that into your life. You're the one that's missing out on greatness. So maybe it means that you have less friends. Maybe it means that you have less customers. Maybe it means that you have not a partner for a while. But you are saving space and giving yourself the grace to allow bigger and greater things to come into your life. And we can't have minuscule people around us. Like I refuse. At this point, I refuse. You're out here hating. You're out here being just petty or nitpicking at the things that I work so hard to do. I'm not going to be around you for long. I'm not. I'm going to keep walking my path. I'm going to thank you, send love and light because I don't hate anybody. But you just can't be around me. And that's the bottom line. You can't be around me and that's it. You're going to have to deal with it. Always love and light. I'm a friend. I can help you out if it's within my reach, but I'm going to need you to go over there with your bad vibes and your bad mind and your bad feelings. I don't have time for that. I don't have the energy for that, and neither should you. So, We're saying no to toxic environments, relationships, business. We're saying no to all of it, and we're going to be in places. We're going to remove ourselves from that filtered, untoxic, toxic or very toxic soil, and put us in soil that will make us grow. Now, what are we going to do? Have the best week ever. This is your favorite podcast host, Hannah Guzman, coming at you. From- i to me once now, baby, but I'll never let you in the game.